All right, so we are going through the New Testament in a year. We're in Acts chapter 16, moving right along. Well, what's happened? We should do a little bit of a recap, and maybe it will help us understand chapter 16, even if we can't do every word of chapter 16. Uh, Acts chapters 1 through 6, 1 through 6, sorry. Uh, Acts chapters 1 through 12 revolves primarily around the city of Jerusalem and what's happening with the young church there in Jerusalem. Lots of things happening, lots of new attacks, lots of things to figure out, lots of administration to make happen, uh, lots of meetings, lots of things to organize, uh, hypocrisy, attacks from within, attacks from without, uh, centering around the city of Jerusalem. Also, Acts 1 through 12 centers primarily around the person of Peter. It also, Acts 1 through 12, is centering primarily around the Jewish people. From chapter 12 forward, after the persecution of the church and after this church is formed in Antioch, the central figure becomes the Apostle Paul. The central location becomes outside of Jerusalem, going into the Gentile nations. And again, the people that are being gathered uh, going on from chapter 12 are primarily Gentile. So that's where we pick up, and um, let's look at the story and see what come what comes on. Previous chapter, when we dropped off in chapter 15, uh, there was a disagreement between Paul and Barnabas, and they split up, and they turned into two missionary teams. And now we're going to pick up with Paul's missionary team after the split. Paul came to Derby and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived. His mother was Jewish, believer, but the father was a Greek. So it's given the intention there that the father probably wasn't a believer, but mom was. And we learn later that um, Timothy and his grandmother taught him the scriptures. The believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him, of Timothy. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in that area, because they all knew that his father was a Greek. Well, this is kind of interesting that this guy, an adult male, is being circumcised. But you don't need to be circumcised to be saved. Um, why did Paul circumcise him? Well, because there were a lot of Jews that they were trying to win in the area. And uh, I guess they're trying to be culturally relevant. They're trying to get rid of any stumbling blocks. They're trying to remove things out of the way of those who don't believe, or complaints that they might have. Uh, but we're going to see this whole idea of circumcision is going to fall away pretty fast. But... Uh, this is what happened here. Verse 4, And as they traveled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and the elders, which included uh, that they didn't need to be circumcised. But yet Timothy and Paul, in order to just kind of appease and, and keep an open door to the gospel so that people won't be complaining, oh, well, these guys are all uncircumcised. Well, no, they're not. They're circumcised guys that are coming telling you about Jesus. Uh, so the churches were strengthened in faith, and they grew in numbers daily. So the church is growing, and it's growing daily, it says. So um, I don't know what that means. If it's all the churches or if each church is adding 300 members a year, I don't know what's going on here. But things are, things are happening. Things are moving. And Paul's team is now beginning to expand. We should say with this split with Paul and Barnabas over Mark, Later on, the Apostle Paul will say, go get Mark because he's useful for me. So watch out about those divisions. Watch out about those times that you split because uh, later on, Paul said, you know, Mark was useful. So verse 6, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Pergia and Galatia. 
having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. Now, this is kind of interesting. Why would the Holy Spirit prevent you from preaching the gospel? Why would the Holy Spirit prevent you from going into a region to share the good news with people who hadn't heard the good news? Well, because the Holy Spirit has something else for you. So um, what do they say? Sometimes that good is the enemy of the best. So in this particular case, um, the Holy Spirit wasn't letting them go there. It wasn't the time or the place or the people. Verse 7, when they came to the border of Mycenae, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So, again, they're trying to go in, start some churches, uh, disciple some believers, make some converts. Jesus is stopping them? Uh, yeah, because he has something he wants them to do, and it's not this, or at least it's not this now. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man from Macedonia, which would be Modern-day Macedonia, they call it they call it Macedonia again. But you know, you're talking the region of Greece, um, standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got up at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So they're going to go to Macedonia. This is the vision that Paul has. It's called the Macedonian call. He goes to Macedonia. He's going to to start uh, churches there. This is really going to be the introduction of the church to Europe. Uh, and uh, let's read about it. Let's read about how the church gets introduced to Europe because it had been in uh, Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria. Uh, it had been in Antioch, uh, moved to Asia Minor, and now it's moving to Europe. It's not called Europe here, but uh, names change. Places remain the same. It's going to be Europe. From Troas, we set out to sea and sailed to Samothrace, and the next day we ended up at Neapolis. From there we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony, the leading city of the district of Mesopotamia, and we were there several days. Uh, now, there was a guy, his name was Sir William Ramsey, who he read this and he said, uh, Luke's travelogue is wrong, uh, so therefore the book of Acts is wrong, and if the book of Acts is wrong, then the Bible is wrong. And so he made it his business as a scholar to go and to prove that Luke was wrong uh, because of all of these places and the way that the travel log that he has through the book of Acts, uh, he wanted to discredit it. He found out that it was true. He became a believer in Jesus. <laughs> Love it. So they're there, uh, Philippi. And on the Sabbath, when they went outside of the city, they went, to the, uh, they went outside of the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place to pray. Because not every city had a synagogue. The synagogues are where the, the Jewish people would gather in these various towns. And uh, when uh, they didn't have a synagogue, they didn't have a quorum, enough men, then they would meet down by the riverside. And so they went there expecting to find a place of prayer because they always wanted to go to the synagogue first. They always wanted to go to the Jews first. So they go down there and they said, we sat down and we began to speak to the woman who had gathered there. Not, not any men, it was the women who were there. And there's no synagogue in town. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia. She was a dealer in purple cloth. She was very, very rich. Purple cloth was very, very expensive, used for royalty. The way that they would make this is they found these little snails and they would just squish these little snails and out of them would come this stuff that looks like purple ink, just little tiny drops of it. So in order to get enough of those drops to make dye, to make purple cloth, lots and lots and lots of them, and then they would, they would cook them in these lead pots and <clears throat> boil it down. 
and sell it for a lot of money. This lady's loaded. Loaded European women. It's the first one that they meet in Europe. She was a worshiper of God. And the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. What was Paul's message? Paul's message was, you know, that God is Jesus. Jesus is the Savior. And when she and the members of her household were baptized, again, keep in mind that a household could be quite large, could be small. Uh, many times a household would include several families that worked for you that would help her make the purple and uh, sell the purple. And she invited us to her house. And she said, if you consider me a believer in the Lord, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. I like this lady because she persuades the Apostle Paul. I don't know anybody that can persuade the Apostle Paul. But um, she did. <laughs> you got to love this rich lady with a big house, big enough to take all of this company in, as well as the other people in her household. And she invites them there and they come and stay. She out talks Paul. She persuades Paul. And once they were going to the place of prayer and they were met by a female slave who had a spirit in which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by her fortune telling. She, she followed Paul and the rest shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to get saved. She kept doing this for many days and finally Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and he said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. Well, her owners realized the hope of making money was gone. They seized Paul and Silas. They dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates. And they said, these men are Jews. And they're throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept. What was unlawful? King Jesus. They were saying there was another king, King Jesus. They end up in jail. They end up getting sent out of jail. But here's the beginning of the European church. And at the riverside with this lady, Lydia, filthy rich, big household, is able to persuade Paul. Um, you know, the, the Jewish men would um, say, pray this prayer often. You know, I thank God that I was not born a slave, that I was not born a woman, that I was not born a Gentile. But what you have in this chapter is the church in Europe beginning with a woman, uh, who was a Gentile and this slave girl. <laughs> God is turning that old system upside down. God, we allow you to come and turn our old systems upside down. Turn our systems upside down. And Lord, um, we, we submit to you and uh, we want to be used of you, Lord. We'd like to be used to open up the gospel in new areas. We'd like to see lots of new people come to Christ. So use us, we pray. And thanks for this story. Thanks for this example in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, love you guys. Let's keep moving along in the book of Acts. See what happens.